0: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.
1: Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. the reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the 81st episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Before we get into the fun nitty gritty today, got to do a little bit of pre-show stuff. You know, the usual. It's kind of becoming a regular thing now, so just get used to it, man, because you'd rather hear me talk and at least bring it a little bit more personal than hearing my constant recording the beginning. That's the same every time, because you guys know you skip that, but if I make jokes in the middle, say whatever the fuck, you know, it just gives you more of a reason to listen. So I'm going to be doing it this way. So if you'd like to leave a review for the show, if you'd like to share it at the show, or if you'd like to tell the friend about a show, that's the only way the show's ever going to grow. So all that kind of stuff is greatly appreciated. Uh, I want to get to a point where I have enough reviews that I could possibly read them all in the beginning of an episode, which would be really cool. Um, I'm giving a couple of shout outs, you know, here and there through, you know, all my regular listeners who have been around since the beginning, but anybody new that pops in, just drop a review. And, you know, I'd love to mention you on the show. And even if it's a one-star review, I guess, you know, least i get in different opinions man like that's the only way the show is going to grow and become better is if you guys tell me what's going on and what your guys opinions are of the show and speaking of that if you guys are big fans of the show definitely go and follow me on social media uh mainly active on instagram more so than anything and on the telegram group so if you haven't already checked into that definitely hop onto the telegram group trying to uh build that up a bit and make it so that everybody can kind of hang out do the thing you know bounce around uh if you can't get enough of me and you just want to hear me talk some more i do there's shit ton of shows, as I'm sure most of you guys know by now, all under the alias of uh, Open Minds Media. So Bizarre Encounters is one I do with uh, with Ghost. If you guys aren't already listening to that, definitely recommend going and checking that out if you like the uh, alien, bizarre, paranormal, like all that fun stuff. So direct you over that way. And uh, if you want even more of that, and you want even more of this show, and you want early access to this show, and you want to be able to listen to this show live, and you want exclusive access to my little mini show i've been working on called bite-sized Bizarries. uh definitely go check out the patreon uh, all of it all under open minds media patreon so it's not just you know one show you get five, four shows so more bang for your buck so definitely go check that out um if you're interested in donating to the show in any way shape or form always appreciate it because that's the only way that i'll be able to upgrade equipment and possibly spend more time doing this and you know give you guys an even better show because eventually i'd like to be able to do this as my full-time gig but you know gotta work and gotta get there so if you want to do that, you can donate on Ko fi, which is uh, pretty much like buying somebody a coffee. You can donate little amounts, whatever you want to do. Uh, you can also donate on Anchor, which is my RSS host. So, you know, whatever you're listening to, go down to the bottom, hit the little thing that says support, go over to Anchor and check it out. Um, I also recently set up Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal, all under the screen name Shane Jones 1994, spelled S H A Y N. So, if you want to donate that way, you know, buy me a kombucha for the show because everybody knows I'm always drinking kombucha on the show. Um, you know, direct that way. And uh, if you want to get some awesome merch, I'm trying to put everything all under one place, so it'll be the Open Minds Media merch store. So you'll be able to find again all the things for all my shows, not just this show. But if you want to get some inquiries of our reality merch, bizarre encounters merch, bite size bizarties merch, all that fun stuff, big dumb inquiries, of course too. Go and check that out. Uh, all under Spring Tea, and all of that will be available down in the description. And if you haven't already, do yourself a favor, man. Go and check out Crypto Teology uh joe is awesome that has a plethora of great great designs uh all cryptid themed, pretty cool um my personal favorite is the serial monsters theme and from what i've heard he's supposed to be dropping two more new ones on top of the original three so definitely go check that out also if you're a comic book fan there's a lot of comic book reference stuff super duper sweet but all of this including crypto theology all available all on the link tree so Anything I've mentioned, go and check it out. It's all in the link tree. L-I-N-K-T-R period E E slash Increase of our reality podcast. And if you want to be able to find all the other shows I do and all the other things that I do, go and check out the Open Minds Media Link Tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R period E E slash open underscore minds underscore media. And if you don't just want to listen to it and have to type that shit in, it's down in the description bar. So go and check that shit out. So now we can get into the show. Now that all that fun stuff's out of the way, today I'd like to introduce. Amit from the Hawkett Podcast. How's it going today, bro? I'm doing good. How are you? Not too
2: bad. Not too bad. It's a pleasure to finally have you on the show, man. It's been like a weird bounce around for the past few months. (laughs) I know. Every time we schedule something, either I was dealing with something or your schedule didn't work out because you were busy with work and other things. But thank you so much for having me on your show. We at least
1: got uh, one big dumb increase out of the way, at least. You know, you got to pop on that end. I got to pop on your show. So anybody that hasn't checked that out, definitely go and check that out. But Finally get to make it so that you're on my show. And now I get to put you in the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for anybody that doesn't know who you
2: are and isn't familiar with you, uh, you know, let them know what you do. So I'm the host and founder of Hocket Podcast, where I talk to people from all walks of life. And I also used to do short episodes about different topics that piqued my interest. But eventually I lost interest in that because information finding information was very tough for me. And nowadays I can't trust what I read or see in the media at all. I can't, I can't see if it's like real or fake. So I decided to just interview people like you, Kyle, Davey, Bram from Gramerica and other people, which I've enjoyed a lot because it's helped me improve my speaking skills and interview skills and to learn from you guys.
1: Well, I feel like I, if I've taught you anything, I definitely appreciate it. I don't see myself as that way, but I definitely appreciate the compliment, man. <laughs> But uh, what exactly like you're talking about things that you felt like weren't necessarily right? Um, were you talking about just like in your life personally, like you said, like with uh trying to just get better at talking and stuff, or did you mean like specific things that you noticed were off in society that you're kind of trying to get to the bottom to bottom of?
2: Well, the topics-based episodes were about like different like topics, like Unit, unit Seven Thirty One, the Nazi medical experiments. I like. I like those kind of topics. I was like, I'll make short episodes based on that. And then I also started it because if you knew me way before I did all this, I was a very quiet and shy person. I never talked to anyone at all. I was in my own closed bubble, but after my spiritual awakening or my awakening in general, I've been like more open and I actually want to talk to people now. Dude, that's awesome.
1: Honestly, it's like, for me, at least, when I got into podcasting, I wasn't necessarily bad at like communicating with people, but it definitely has helped, man. And even just getting better with uh, like not using so many crutch words, not using like all the time, not using um as much. I mean, you know, we all fuck up and we all happen to say that kind of stuff. But you kind of get used to this like constant flow talking where you're trying to make it smooth walking through the process, man. And it's like, I'm sure you've noticed it even in yourself. You go back to your first episode and then you go to your most recent episode. And it's like the first one you did, there's a shit ton of editing. You had to cut a bunch of parts out of it, and now the
2: newest ones are kind of just like it works, man. Let's just float it. It works. Let's do it. <laughs> now, the first few episodes I did, I actually had to record them like multiple times before I finally saw that okay, I'm kind of speaking clearly. But after I got better, I was like, whatever I record, I'm just gonna leave it. People who want to listen can listen. If they don't, they don't have to. So, I mean, kind of going into like what you started your podcast based on, um, were you having
1: people come on and do interviews or were you kind of doing like dives on your own topics?
2: Well, first I started like in August, uh, October 6th of 2021, I started with just topic-based episodes like GMO, like I say, Unit 731, Nazi Experiment, all different topics I found interesting. And then closer to around like, I say like 35 episodes in, I lost interest in it because... Like I said, the information was c- tough to find and I couldn't tell if the information I was finding is accurate or just made up. So eventually I started to like s- tell myself I should start interviewing people because my goal when I first started was to interview a lot of people that I wanted to because have you ever watched those uh, interviews that these musician bands do, uh, these artists and uh, the ridiculous questions they ask?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was one of my goals. As like, I should start doing my own topic own questions that i want to ask because i'm more i like asking more like in-depth questions of why you got into it what was the reason for it like if it's an artist like how did you come up with your cover art your music what's the process like and all that stuff i mean i guess that's not too different from
1: like a lot of what inspired me to start too was i i mean i listened to a lot of podcasts and it was like everybody thinks a little bit differently and a lot of the stuff that i felt that i would ask wasn't really getting typically asked on a lot of podcasts so i kind of figured that maybe you know i could kind of contribute something to the conversation and i mean it seems like it's kind of the same with you in the aspect of like you want to dig deep into the the why's and not just cover like the basic stuff because half of like podcasting honestly i feel is like really getting to know your guests and you kind of owe them that respect to like ask the deep questions and not make them feel like they're just doing the same repetitive interview here and there like it's okay to like touch on the like you know, the main topics that they typically talk about, but like my aspect for my show, and I'm sure it's a lot for you too, um, is to kind of like pull away from like the normal interview style and kind of make it fun for the guests, where they really do want to come back on, and you really get to see their opening open side, you know, where they they want to talk about things and doesn't doesn't sound like the same just constant lecture that you hear all the time from you know the same dude going on the same twenty
2: shows, you know. Mm -hmm, Yeah, that's correct. That's the one reason why I started because I was like, what kind of of stupid questions uh, are they asking? And they only ask like 10 questions and you only hear half of the information that the artist wants to share and they don't like ask them follow up questions. I was like, this is something I can do and I eventually can slowly improve on. Yeah. And then you kind of you pick up on
1: what they get excited to talk about, too. That's like, at least for me. I don't like being one of those people that like pre-write out questions kind of going into the interview because then it kind of like holds you in a box in a sense. And like you were kind of saying, it's like if you notice that your interviewer or interviewee interviewee gets like a little sparkle in their eye when you kind of start tapping onto something, you know, to keep like digging at it, you know, and you want to give yourself that free space and then kind of dive into what that is. And I mean, that's why your show is kind of the same aspect that it's like open conversation
2: style because you're not holding yourself into a box, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I can't do that. I mean, I do uh, have questions, but I've slowly started to like back away from that and ask them like follow questions of what topics they've like brought up on the show or what they're talking about at that point in time. I mean,
1: I guess certain, I- spin it off a little bit. Um, I want to kind of get into you a little bit. And since we've kind of been talking about really getting to know a guest, um, kind of going back into you, you said you had like a spiritual awakening. Um, like, wh- where was your starting point for that like where did you come from like what was your background as far as spirituality goes and then like how did it differ at this point point? and then like where's your spirituality lay at now
2: well i got okay let's start way before the spirituality thing so like when i start let's start with my childhood age so around i say when i was four years old i had a kidney transplant and i've had like a really tough life from like childhood until so, like, my teenage years and after my teenage years phase was over, I got more, like, independent and, like, do things on my own. And then, uh,
1: branching off of that, I guess, um, like, where, where did, uh, I guess, like, what, what, like, kind of, like, religious background did you come from? Like, where, where was your kind of, like, belief systems laying as far as when you had these traumatic events happening, like, did you have somewhere specific that you kind of like put your faith or were you kind of like too young at that point where you're just kind of going through the motions almost at that point?
2: I was too young to like pick a religion and all that stuff because I was just going through the motions because the medications I was put on, it would like affect my like overall cognitive uh, like thinking. So as soon as like, as soon as I got off of those meds and were put on, it got kind of better but then i got put on meds again for like i i have to take the rest of my life
1: um so currently like where you've built into and where you're at um i guess like uh like what what would you really consider was like your your like spiritual awakening like what events kind of happened to make it so that you kind of shifted possibly your thought process from one thing into another um and also when you say like spiritual awakening Are you referencing it more so in like the, I guess, like religious spiritual context or in the like waking up to the way society functions kind of kind of spiritual waking up
2: to how society functions? Because around like 2020, I was in the deep in the rabbit holes of all these conspiracy theories. And then one day I got my chakras opened up. And ever since then, I've like lost trust in like a lot of things. I don't everything I believe in now is to me is like made up or fake. So, you kind of fall into like the
1: like spirituality, spirituality side of it. So, as far as like reality goes, like where, where does your beliefs lay in like reality itself? Like, do you believe in like a God figure? Do you believe in like a, like a universal consciousness? Uh, do you believe that, you know, like you yourself are like a creator? Like, wh- where do your kind of views lay at?
2: Well, I'm Indian, so we believe in Hinduism. I'm not that religious uh, that anymore because when I learned about religion also during the, the rabbit hole diggings, I found that religion is very like money laundering and like divide and conquer type of thing. So my spiritual thing is like, I believe someone, there's a higher power. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't want to put that much focus on someone who's a higher power because and I'll be too focused on that person.
1: Um so like being raised I assume that like in Hinduism like did that like transition like over in your beliefs almost like uh like do you still kind of fall in that category a little bit or is your like po- your spiritual views uh totally differ from like the the upbringing that you had as far as like Hinduism
2: Well I kind of in to Hinduism, I mean, not really. My my aspect on religion hasn't like, changed a lot. I keep I have open mind to religion, but I don't stick to any religion that's out there because I gotta learn their ins and outs before I can choose. Even with Hinduism, there's a lot of like, like shady stuff with it.
1: Um, so kind of I guess turning it a little bit, and it still kind of falls into this whole category. But I always like to ask people on the show. Um, just at least from your views perspectives, because again, nobody really knows for sure, and it's just always a fun thing to get into. Um, like, what's your like belief on like reality? Like, do you think that personally, like, if you had to sway one way, do you think we're like we're in like a simulation? Do you think we're in like a created universe? Uh, like, like wh- wh- what do you use yourself to kind of like rationalize this reality that we're living in?
2: I believe we're in you know the Sims games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe we're in that kind of uh like uh society
1: where it's uh, almost like a simulation, right? But I, I always kind of use the term like organic simulation because I feel like it kind of throws people off pretty hard if you just say simulation because they instantly just kind of take it as like a computer program. Uh, some people's mind doesn't really work that way where they can't really like imagine that. So, I mean, I definitely fall into that category and I've always definitely enjoyed it. And the whole concept of somebody not theoretically believing that that's a possibility, like you got to look at the macro before you look at the or you got to look at the micro before you look at the macro in a sense so in our reality already we're creating a virtual reality within that virtual reality there's artificial intelligence which you know as that progresses gets bigger like it could become its own thing where it isn't doesn't even realize that like we're the creators it could eventually get to a point where it almost sees us as like a god so if we're creating that within our reality already who's to say that it doesn't go out into the macro. And we're not already in that, but the process is so far along that we're the AI that's become fully self-aware. And we see whoever made the system as the gods. And then even pulling back farther than that, and I always like to bring it up, like there could be that happening even wider than that. And then it could go farther out than that. Like We could be 10 variations of reality into this organic system and And not even realize it because it's one of those things that if you're born into something, you don't know any different. So it's not like you can say, hey, this is where we came from. Like you're just thrown in. You're trying to figure out everything with directly what's in front of you. And, you know, that's all you see from the beginning of time is just people trying to put what their idea is of reality into their own human words, religions, whatever, and make it fit into this box that they needed to fit in in order to be able to be happy and feel
2: fulfilled within their life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. This this is the problem with people. They like focus on too much of like I gotta do this. I for me personally, I feel like I do the same things in like a cycle each day. I feel like I'm in like in like the like what's it called like the cycling phase. Like I do the same things. I eat the same things for breakfast. It feels like it's like Groundhog's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't change myself to like do other things. It's like I, I'm like a hamster on a wheel. Dude, honestly, that's where, I mean, shit, the term rat race even comes
1: from. And it's like you got to find a way to, like, break it, even if it's just, like, little variations of things. Because it almost reminds me of the whole concept of, like, like, repeating time slips, you know? Like, the only way to theoretically break them is to try to change things within each of them so that they can't repeat in the same cycle. So if you can find little ways to just kind of, like, diverge from it, even if it's like a planned time to be unplanned, if that makes sense. Like you just know that you have like this hour block just to do whatever the hell your heart desires for that hour. Like you just got to do something to break it away and give yourself like meaning honestly, in this existence, because I feel like a lot of people they just kind of go through life, just, you know, chasing the material items and they don't really find anything that they're really like passionate about, you know, and not to keep bringing up podcasting and shit in general, but like, you know, I found a passion where a lot of people would see it as work, but it's something that I enjoy doing, so it's not really work. And as far as I'm concerned, like the most rewarding things are the things that you have to work to achieve. Like there's no fun in you know it's the same concept as, you know, you start playing a sport, you can't expect to be the best at it right when you start. It takes work, it takes determination. And then when you get far into it, then you can look back and go, Wow, look what I've achieved. And the only way that you're able to achieve that is because you found a passion and you work to get to another point. And a lot of people don't have that. They're kind of just meaninglessly floating through things. So it's like, even aside from just trying to break the normal routine that you always do, you got to find something that you're truly passionate about and it'll make everything honestly that much more worth doing. And in turn, it's like, it'll, everybody, you know, has their materialistic things that they're attached to, but it kind of helps you break away from that. Cause it's like, some people need to go buy things to feel fulfilled where, you know, you know, we can just hop on a podcast and kind of feel fulfilled for the day. You know, like you gotta, you gotta find little side variations to kind of pull yourself away from the material, you know?
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Like I've seen a lot of people are like into like, Oh, I want to buy expensive cars and all that stuff. And for me, I'm not into that kind of things. I don't care to buy expensive cars. Like, like some of these, like people are like on social media, like, Oh, I want that uh, BMW or like the Maserati in the future. I'm the kind of person, like, I don't really care to have these, like, real, like, at one time I did, but now I don't really care for it. I just would to have, I like to have the things I already have enjoy that. Honestly, dude, it's
1: all intentional to begin with because they're trying to keep people in this, like, rat race cycle because realistically, what society has gotten to a point of is that there's people in charge and everybody else is the slave race without realizing that they're the slave race because the difference is now that you get paid for it but you keep people attached to the system by constantly feeding them this thing that they need to get this material item. They need to get this material item. They need to get this material item. So then they have money, but they're always spending it on these other random things. So they never really get to a point where they can really like enjoy it. Cause they're just trying to pull for, for the next thing, you know? And in turn, by doing that, people will put themselves in debt, trying to impress the person next to them. So then again, you're enslaving yourself to the system because now you owe three grand so it's not like you can just take a week off work because it's just going to get you farther in the hole so people don't even realize it but it's like you're pushed to work because you have all this shit that's attached to you because you're trying to impress the people around you and i mean a lot of the stuff yes like it's necessity as far as the basics go you know like you know housing food water all that kind of shit but like everybody's trying to buy shit that they like you know the best of the best this that i saw this person get this i saw this thing that makes your life easier in this invention and again you're just digging yourself into a farther hole where you're just trapped by the system and you constantly have to work until the day you die because let's be honest bro by the time we all get old social security isn't going to exist we're probably gonna be all be work until the day we die if we're not already on universal income by then (laughs) which again is just another way to enslave people because then they have to do whatever they're told otherwise they don't get their universal income (laughs)
2: what's your opinion about uh, money uh, money as in like re re reword the question a little bit. Like what's your like, do you think money buys happiness for yourself? Um, uh, it's kind of like a hard question in the aspect
1: of like, I don't think you necessarily need money to be happy, but because of the current way society is, people aren't able to fend for themselves like they used to back in the day where you wouldn't necessarily need money because people know how to go hunting. There's a meal. They know how to build a house. There's a house for them. You, know, you just have to have enough wood and have an axe that you know, and be able to, to do these skills and tasks. So where we are currently in society, it's kind of a fucked up thing that it's like you almost do need at least a little bit of money to be happy, at least to support your basic needs that you have because we are not able to fulfill them on our own. But realistically, again, you go back to a time when people were able to do these things. You could do them without legally getting in trouble because nowadays you can't just take some wood and build a fucking house. It has to be inspected. It has to be this. It has to be that. So at our current time, money is a necessity, but I don't necessarily think that you need it to be happy. It's just where we are with society. Again, you can't really do things like you used to be able to when you can kind of like take money out of the equation and kind of go back to the like trade and barter concept if you need to get other
2: materials that you don't have the skills in order to get or achieve do you do you think that we're going to go back to that uh trading and bartering thing in the future
1: in a weird way i really hope so
2: because uh at least one thing that i've kind of done going
1: through life is uh i've always kind of believed that the meaning of life is experience So what I kind of try to do is learn as many skills as I possibly can, even if they're useless skills, just for the sake of having them, because you never know when you might need them one day. So I've always kind of called myself a jack of all trades. So realistically, if we got to a point like that, I think I'd be able to fully sustain myself on top of the fact that I was taught a lot of survival skills by my dad growing up as far as like camping in the woods. So I know how to, you know, catch a fish if I need to. I know how to make a fishing rod out of trees and just shit that you have in the woods. Um... You know, I know how to, how to create shelters, like do all that basic shit. So it's like, I really hope in a way that we go back to that because realistically, I don't think society is ever going to be something that works as a whole number of everybody. I think societies will only be able to function properly if they're in smaller numbers. But then you get into the whole aspect of like human error that people just like to fight, people like to argue. So no matter what, there's always going to be conflict going back and forth, but as far as like a society goes, I feel like the average person would be way happier if they were more small, tight knit societies where everybody's views are kind of the same. Because where we're at with society now, it's like people's views are so drastically different on all ends that people almost want to be in a group of people that have the similar values as them. Because then, you know, you can go about your average day and not have just random shit pop up. But I mean, I'm all for. Everybody getting along, but thinking logically, I don't think it's ever going to happen. And I think that society as a whole would be better off and people would be happier if we kind of were able to subgroup ourselves almost and, you know, kind of just be left alone within our people with, you know, the same kind of thoughts and ideas and beliefs.
2: Yeah, I don't think society is going to get like how they want like intermingle with each other because we have have too much divide already amongst a lot of things and people cannot agree with the what your opinions are with theirs dude honestly
1: and i mean even within like the small groups like i said it's just it's within people there's going to be corruption. There's going to be things that are going to happen like i don't going back on i kind of guess what i said i don't think anything will ever fully function properly because you could have a group of the best 30 people and you have one guy that wants power, wants control, and he finds a way to manipulate the entire group. And then we're back at square one, exactly where we started off at. He wants more people. He wants more land. Boom. Then the whole cycle starts back over again. So I think it's going to be one of those things where it's just like an evolving cycle that we get to a point where society gets huge. It's all connected. And then everybody wants to break off. And then we get into little breakoff societies. And then that builds back up again. And through time, man, I honestly think that I mean, even before written history, I kind of feel like that's honestly the way things have kind of cycled through and went is that everybody kind of gets to a point where they all come together and then everybody wants to be back divided again. And it's just going to be this constant flow back and forth as time
2: evolves. Well, like for example, like the last two years, we've had people come together, uh, everything that that went on and now everybody's splitting away into their own uh, groups because they can't agree with the same person what their thoughts are on about the same topic.
1: Dude, I mean, yeah, even within like the, the truther community, dude, like there's a lot of divide over shit that doesn't really need a divide over. Like, one thing I always like to bring up is, and I, <laughs> I'll say my, kind of my opinion on it, but like the flat earth globe earth thing. When I get asked, I usually say I'm a hollow earther and when people ask, it's like yeah, they could fit both. I'm like, yeah, exactly because I'm not trying to argue with either side because I don't feel that passionately about it either way to be 100% honest with you. But like both sides agree that NASA's lying about what's in space, what is space, all that shit. So it's like, rather than fighting each other, why don't you come together and all go after NASA? And then maybe at that point, you can prove which one of you may have been right or wrong. And I mean, even bouncing back into that shit, you want to go off on a different tangent. One idea that I've been kind of entertaining lately, because I just like to come up with theories and ideas, and that's just kind of what I do in my head all day. Um, Like We get into this whole Mandela effect about like converging realities, converging dimensions, whatever you want to call them. Like, theoretically, what if both sides are right? What if in one reality, it's a flat earth and in the other reality, it's a globe earth. And that's why there's clues that seem to fit both sides. And it may depend on like which reality we're like swinging towards at that time, if that makes sense. Because it could be a thing where it's like all the people are almost like conjoined within this reality where the two are converging, but maybe one side is more powerful than the other at certain times and kind of flows both ways so maybe at specific times it'll fit the Glober theme at other times it'll fit the flatter theme it kind of depends on which way the reality's shifting you know
2: yeah that, that's another problem i noticed like a lot of these people who like stick to one uh, like you were saying about going after nasa they don't just they do the same thing with like the shots they they don't agree with it but they're not going to go after like big pharma and big pharma and stuff they just going to talk their talking points back and forth they're not going to resolve the issues that are like in hand this is gonna I mean, bicker, it, they're gonna bicker with 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 each other and not go out for a solution and honestly it gets to a point too
1: where i'm not saying everybody but a lot of it is people that aren't necessary they they you know use the term do the research do your research but both sides aren't necessary like not again not everybody but a lot of people on either side aren't necessarily doing their own research. They're realistically just recycling information all said by one person back and forth at each other. So it's like, you're not really getting anywhere with it because neither side is discovering anything new. They're just regurgitating the same information back and forth constantly. And it's like, you see the same thing in globe and flat earth too, is that it's just like, rather than people progressing and figuring out new things on either side, like they're just recycling the same information back and forth at each other. And it's like, both sides are throwing shit at a wall. Like it's not going to go anywhere with the other side. It's like, you guys both clearly need to find more clues on either side to convince the other side. And if you guys just keep throwing the same shit, it's not going to get anywhere. It's just going to be in the same place that always is. But if you find that groundbreaking piece of information, like you could
2: mind fuck everybody, but nobody's doing that. (laughs) It's never going to happen. I don't see people like, uh, like getting together and agreeing on like, uh, f- agreeing on that, and then finding a solution to fix it—is just going to be a back and forth bickering about flat Earth, hollow Earth, and all that stuff? All the topics, all the conspiracy-related topics, dude. And it's fix- getting to the thing. each person has their own ego, and they don't want to like—they don't want to say, "Oh, I'm right" or "I'm wrong." They just want to preach their what they're like saying, dude. And I was even saying
1: it on a last show that it's like we we've kind of founded this whole society in view off of being alternate of mainstream. And now it seems like even in the truth community, it's like there's the mainstream truth community. And then there's the ones that spear off. And it's like, that's what we we're founded on. Like if all of you are moving in the same direction and you're just an offshoot variation of the same sheep that you essentially wanted to be away from, then like what makes you any different? Like, stop believing anything that people throw at you just because it has the term conspiracy on it and start making your own decisions, make, you know, go after what you believe in, not just recycle new information. Cause essentially like you're becoming, you're, you're having the same still happen even within this alternative mind community that people are so focused on following the mainstream of the alternative that they're again, losing track of why they're even there in the first
2: place. Mm Mm-hmm. that's okay. Here's my thing. And I noticed that a lot of these like small groups, you have like the one person like, it's like a cult to me, like all these subgroups are like a cult. I think I read way too much in cult and what they are and, and all that stuff. I feel like not podcasting, but in all general other things. It's just like a cult, you have to have one good leader who preaches the his words, and then you have all their slaves listening to them and preaching what he said to other people. Dude, And the sad part about it, too, is that I always like to bring this up, that the crowd
1: will follow the loudest talker, not the most intelligent one in the room. So whoever comes off as the most intelligent, even if they're spitting fucking complete bullshit, if they sound confident and they sound like they believe the words they're saying, like you see it all the time with cults and shit, dude, people will blindly follow that shit just because of the person's confidence rather than following the guy in the back that's already breaking down every concept of reality and like he's the one you realistically should be listening to but nobody wants to listen to that guy because he's the, he's the weird one you know
2: <laughs> yeah like for i don't know if you heard of the nexium case that happened in new york uh albany new york with uh keith Venieri uh i have not so if you want to reiterate even for the listeners that haven't heard about it i appreciate it so the way the story starts from that keith Venieri and nancy Salzman, i think the name was and another woman they first uh, got into, like, a group and started doing, like, uh, like, a therapy-type session group. And then eventually, down the line, it became, like, a cult because Keith uh, Kipuneri would, like, make, make his, like, um, not, like sl- well, I could call it slaves, like, wear, like, stashes around their neck and they would preach to him like he's some kind of god. And eventually, down the line, it got very, like, sexual that he eventually got arrested then, As it usually um, does, <laughs> and, and then the people he had, they also got arrested. And one person who I cannot think of, the actor from Smallville, that woman I cannot think of her name right now. She also was part of that, and she would brand all the women who were in the group with her with her his initials. And they would have like like that ceremony where they would lay the woman down naked, and they would like use like uh, you know how they use the cows with like the hot gun. Yeah, the-
1: Branding tools.
2: Yeah, they would brand them on their like their like um, hip area. It was just a crazy ass story. Like all these cults have the same thing. They like to brand, and if you talk against them, then they come after you and your family, and you're like kind of stuck. And you you have to make your own decision. Like, do I want to stay or do I need to like escape and find help? Honestly, dude, that's just a whole
1: other method of control too. Because realistically, you're breaking people down to the point where. Essentially, if you can brand somebody, dude, you can do whatever the fuck you want to that person. And people are looking at it from that perspective that the whole intention of this is that you find weak-minded people that need something to follow or they need to believe in something. And then you take them and you completely manipulate them into thinking that you're something completely special and no different, you know, that you're something totally different than they are, where they start blindly following you. And then at that point, again, the fear kicks in. Uh, some people realize it, but by that point, you're already too far in. And essentially, the whole concept is just to have control over people and be able to do whatever the fuck you want to them. Because every single occult thing, dude, at some point, it turns into something sexual. Like, let's, let's just be honest with it. And at least with this one, I'm not talking highly of this one, but at least it was, assumably, of age women, where a lot of the cult stuff, it gets weird into the aspect of like, they'll be trying to get married to other members like children. And a lot of the time they're on the really, really young end. um, And it just turns into this whole like weird taboo thing where they use their power in order to be able to do all their weird taboos they have without anybody reporting them for having
2: these weird ass taboos. Exactly. And and the funny thing is the last few years is a perfect, a perfect example of like manipulation and people, fearing what they're hearing on the news and then they following that orders from what the media and the government was saying.
1: Do, and I'm sure that there's, there's a lot of psychology behind it. It's not like they just went in and they were kind of pulling shit out of a hat. Like they tried to make it, make it appear, you know, like there was a process to everything. There's a reason why they did everything. There was a reason why they were like, Hey, look over here. And then they pulled everybody's direction and view back into over here. Like it, it was all well thought out before any of it was put into act. And a lot of this shit is so deep that even if something doesn't work right, they have a plan B, C, D, all the way through Z, that they still have all these different variations that could happen in mind, that they'll still be able to pull it back to what they're trying to pull it back to. And I mean, you kind of start to see that now. And I, again, have been bringing this up on shows recently that essentially everybody that talks out about things. I don't even want to just use the term conspiracy theorists because they kind of just throw that title on it because they're trying to use it as a derogatory thing. But even like parents that have an issue with the way schools are running, they keep throwing the title domestic terrorist onto everybody. And the whole idea with that is that they could essentially strip your rights away and do whatever the fuck they want because in the United States, you are the word terrorist and everybody's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And coming from somebody in Michigan, when there was the whole trucker thing going on, Uh, They were telling everybody that if anybody aided the truckers in any way, shape, or form, dropped off food, anything like that, when they're on the bridge, that they were going to label those people as domestic terrorists. So they're essentially using that in order to exploit power to get rid of your rights because they think that all of these patriotic Americans will hear the term terrorist. And they'll all hop on their side because they don't want to be known as somebody that's like pro-terrorist, for example, even if it has the word domestic terrorist in front of it, because that's where they like the they're using the words strategically and they know what they're doing with it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like They pulled a lot of things out of their ass to like um, push all this propaganda the last few years, and they keep doing it now this year with the whole Ukraine, whatever that is.
1: Oh, it's all just pushing money in that direction, dude. Money laundering.
2: Yep. You look into a lot
1: of that shit, dude, and a lot of people have ties there, and that's the reasoning behind it. You just keep pushing money there. They say, oh, we need help with this. Oh, we need help with that. And uh, essentially, the, everybody believes the money's going to the Ukraine. And theoretically, I'm not saying that this is a definite number or anything. I'm just saying a number off the top of my head, just as an example. Um, you could be taking 90% of that off and making it look like you're giving them all of it by spending that 10000 on the most expensive shit. <laughs> and you can completely manipulate it, dude. And on top mm-hmm. of the fact that how hard is it that if there's already countries that have things there or they're planning on you know, having soldiers on the ground, like you could essentially be taking pictures with their weapons and you wouldn't know
2: nonetheless here's my thing about that. I feel like they're like, like propping up the next terrorist group because with ISIS, with under Obama, it didn't work out because nobody, the uh, American public were like, well aware what was going on and eventually found out it was under Obama and the Saudis and United Kingdom and all that stuff. And the US government was involved. And if you go back in history, they did the same thing with Russia and Afghanistan. They would supply Afghanistan with military weapons to fight against the Russians. It's the same thing that's going on with the whole Ukraine thing. It's like a repeating cycle. Mm -hmm.
1: And they they use that in order to rewrite and destroy history because ISIS specifically, they're going to a bunch of ancient temples, a bunch of different old ruins, and they're just outright destroying them and rewriting history in the aspect of like, you know, if, if you are the one that's controlling the group that, you know, creates the enemy and the hero factor. Like, you could steer in any direction you want. It's not like you're actually going after the bad guy. Like, the bad guy is doing something specific in order to make the good guy look good in this aspect. So it's like, oh, we're going to go after these guys that are destroying history. And realistically... You're destroying the history and you're making it look like you're the good guys going after the people destroying history. But the whole intention was you knew that people would remember that in that time. But as soon as that time passed, that history has now been destroyed and people aren't going to remember that little, oh, we defended them. Because that's just going to be one of those things just kind of lost in history as years and years go on. You know, it's, it's, it's a way of rewriting history all within the aspect of
2: controlling people. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's what the government knows how to do is control people very well and they know how to control other nations as well dude not to
1: mention that i don't know how deep you get back far into it but (laughs) i feel like a lot of these countries leaders like they're all under one umbrella and we make it look like you know here's this side here's that side but realistically both sides
2: are part of the same equation (laughs) they all speak the same thing in, in their different uh native language Mm-hmm. They all have the same message. It's just interpreted in Hindi, Chinese, German, and and Ukraine, whatever Ukraine speaks, and um, New Zealand accent. They, uh, me, what I'm trying to say is, like you were right. Like th- There's many politicians. There's one person. They all are just their um, spokesperson for whoever this per- person is.
1: Do it, and even going farther back into that, like you have normal people, full-on – invested in this shit because as soon as you start seeing celebrities bro involved in anything that has to do with politics like you know something's fucky with it dude you got all these celebrities that are going to the ukraine and giving him like (laughs) their old awards this that and it's like it's all recorded like perfectly you know like it's clearly done for display yeah so it's like they know what they're doing dude they're tricking people they're like oh if my favorite celebrity is all about this cause and they're donating like that means that i should donate it, it, it again, it's again, it's, it's, it's all right in front of your face and people don't connect the dots and see that this is all a form of manipulation. And I'm not saying I know for sure what's going on in the Ukraine, because I, realistically, I think that the only people that know what's going on over there are the people that are involved in everything. And we're all just fed different images of what's happening over there, because I kind of dig back into news from all different aspects. So it's like you look into the Russian side and they're talking about how they're trying to get rid of the Nazis in you know certain areas of the Ukraine. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do that. Then you hear the American aspect of it. And they're like, oh, no, these are all the bad guys. It's like, no matter what perspective you look at, the bad guy sees himself as the good guy and vice versa on the other side. Like Both sides see themselves as the good guys and both sides see each other as the bad guys. And they're going to do what they can in society to manipulate the rest of the population that's behind either side to feel that same way. And I'm not saying either side is good or other side is bad. I think both sides are doing good and they're not both doing bad. And you're never going to get a full picture of any of it because it's not ever going to be shown to you all laid out for what it is.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Another problem I noticed that a lot of people don't think for themselves anymore and they just like listen to what the media says and they follow along. It's kind of ridiculous. Dude, we've
1: gotten to a point where it's not about like a, like a strive for knowledge anymore it's all about being able to sort through knowledge so rather than being somebody that can achieve knowledge because like we have any knowledge we could ever want at the tips of our fingers it's all about being able to sort through the bullshit and a lot of people are so brainwashed by everything that they see um everything in media like nothing seems that far off anymore so everybody's just kind of like fucked and doesn't know what to think because everything that they've wanted to be normalized is becoming normalized And, you know, all the woo-woo type concepts, they, like, try to make them sound ridiculous because they're clearly trying to steer you towards one direction. You know what I mean? Like, you see it all the time in movies that, like, prime example I always like to talk about is, uh, you get into, like, the spirituality aspect. And they don't really, like, recognize that for what it is. And then you see stuff like the Men Who Stare Goats, where they make, like, psychic abilities look like some ridiculous, off-the-wall, like, bullshit Not even realizing that the government is pretty much, not the government, but they're saying exactly what the government did, but they try to make it in a comical way so you look the other way. And if you actually hear about the real thing, you're just going to go, oh, that's, you know, like that movie, like it was all just fun, bullshit, blah, 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 blah. So you're controlling the narrative off of that on
2: top of that. (laughs) Yeah, but most of the movies nowadays speak the truth. They like literally put in front of you, this is what we're going to do next. See, but that makes me wonder, like,
1: what side is it on? Is it like people trying to get information out? Or is it one of those, like, group manifestation ideas where it's like you have to say what you're doing in order for
2: it to actually work? Like, you have to, like, put it in front of people. That's true. Another thing is, like, for example, have you seen Westworld? Uh, I know what
1: the show is. I haven't watched it personally, though.
2: Well, it's about, like, humans becoming to robots. They had the show, like, a few years now and officially got canceled because the last two seasons were really bad. But anyways, down the line, they're going to talk about transhumanism and that's something they want to actually kind of accomplish, but I don't think they really will because people are kind of like not seeing what Elon Musk truly is because he's part of the transhumanist like society and he wants to do like put brain chips in your damn head.
1: <laughs> Let me ask you this straight up, dude, because I've been on this shit for a hot fucking minute like since before I even started my podcast. I, for lack of a better term, I think that Elon Musk is the antichrist, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. Um, Like, again, for for lack of better term, but essentially, I think that he is the guy that's supposed to be the one that's relatable, that everybody's like, oh, I like that guy. I like that guy. So because of that, he's able to usher in things that other people normally wouldn't be able to because people would look the other direction in. Like if Bill Gates came out and was talking about Neuralink, everybody would be like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) But if Elon Musk is doing it because all these people like his Teslas, they like this, they think he's such a cool guy, like they're going to think about it. They're going to actually do it. So whether or not you believe in like the biblical aspect of that or not, like I think the guy is clearly pushing an agenda, but he's playing off that. Oh, you know, I'm relatable. I'm that guy. You know, I'm that guy that you know smoked weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. Like, you can like me. I'm just
2: an average dude, not realizing that have a persona that people are not finding out that hey, he can He's not really what he seems. He truly is. He dude, honestly,
1: even if he's not like the antichrist, so to speak, again for lack of better term, I definitely think he's some type of elite puppet for sure.
2: like well, people are looking
1: was. at the elites, and in my opinion if you know about this person as an elite, they're not really an elite. They're like the lower end of it because the true elites like you're not going to fucking
2: know their name. (laughs) Yeah, like for example, I don't know if you saw his uh, uh, Halloween um, uh, costume. He had a baphomet. He was wearing like I think he had a baphomet thing on his chest. If that doesn't like signal something to your brain like, okay, I probably shouldn't be following this guy at all. And you kind of are dumb. Mm -hmm. I mean, people again like i'm all about do whatever
1: the fuck you want in a sense you know like but the, the like the dude the one of the first things the dude was made popular for is essentially creating a legal flamethrower like <laughs> people are looking at this dude like he's some kind of good guy but one of his first things he made was a weapon that anybody could buy because it didn't technically classify as a flamethrower even though it was a fucking flamethrower
2: <laughs> yeah i remember that but before that he used to be the owner of paypal dude that's like a mind fuck thing too that a lot of people don't even realize is that this dude's been around for way longer than people realize he's been around for yeah but they hide this kind of information people don't want to look at things up about a person in the past and they just focus on what they're doing now and what they've done now like for example like steve jobs People didn't know he was a shithead in the company. If you look, watch documentaries, you hear about that he wasn't really like that genuine of a person behind the scenes when he was working at Apple. people don't care to listen to that, and they still will support Apple as a brand. Dude, it's the it's all about the public
1: image because that's all people seem to care about. Like people will discredit a video of one of these people like flipping the fuck out on a group of people because. 90% of what I see is they're, they're so nice. They're just talking to all these people. And it's like, we clearly see that people have like a stage presence. So like you see it with entertainers. So why don't people look at all these tech geniuses, these elites as the same thing? Like realistically, they're entertainers. They're putting on a fucking show and they're a totally different person behind closed doors. Like no genuinely fucking nice guy has millions of fucking dollars. Like he did some shady shit to get to that point or he came from a family that had money that again, did some shady shit. And if they have that family wealth, like the wealth is theirs. But at the same time though, it's like, they're still part of like a family doing a family name. And if those people are involved in this bigger picture that we're always talking about, it's like they can have the money all they want. But at the same time, they're kind of confined to a box of like, this is where you came from. This is what you do. This is what you're going to do. And if you go rogue from us, then, you know, you're you're going to disappear or you know you're going to be on a boat that disappears in the ocean like they'll make something happen and make it look like it was a complete accident nobody will think anything of it you know anytime these big elites or celebrities try to if any of them start to kind of give like a hankering of really telling what's going on like more often than not they fucking disappear directly after or they hang themselves in their rooms or they'll be doing something sexual and they'll choke themselves out and die like it's the same shit we see it on repeat all the time. There's like this handful of ways to die that people don't question. And suicide in particular is one of them that almost any time you have some kind of whistleblower that commits suicide, out of like respect for the family, like you don't question the suicide. But if you really break it down more often than not, these suicides don't make sense. And people discredit the videos of them like two days earlier saying, I am not suicidal. If I disappear, there's a reason for it. And people are like, oh, they're just going crazy at the end before they committed suicide. And it's like it all gets rationalized in that. So realistically, if you make anything look like a suicide, like you can, you can get away with it to the general public.
2: Yeah. Like for example, uh, Aaron Carter, Nick Carter's brother, he had like a video on Instagram that he's like, like I'm going to not kill myself, but he was, I think speaking the truth. And then two days after he drowned in the bathtub, which is kind of, if you think about it, a lot of these celebrities like Whitney Houston and her daughter died in a bathtub and uh, there's, like, a whole, like, conspiracy behind that and why that takes place.
1: Uh, have you dug into it a bit? Because for the listeners that don't know, um, I definitely think it would be a cool thing to get into. And dug that much deep into that. I mean, it's all probably part of some kind of, like, ritual occultist-type stuff. And even if you do or don't believe in magic, like, if people believe in it, they're going to be doing these rituals. And that's still where the whole, like, hanging yourself while masturbating comes in is it's part of this, like, probably an intentional like humiliation ritual, you know, or just trying to, uh, again, like you bring the sexuality into it and it's like, you never know where sex magic could realistically go. Like they could have been doing something to that person before they died and made it look like it was something in this field, but realistically they're doing some type of sex magic to him, you know, like who fucking knows whatever these occultists believe in, they're going to believe in and they're going to do it whether or not it's true or not.
2: Yeah. Like going back to Elon Musk, he, was never rich his father was from South Africa and he's from South Africa also and his father was a thing in the diamond in mine industry and that's where they had all the wealth so he technically doesn't have the wealth that he has now it's from heritage from his family member and a lot of these like politicians kids when they grow up it's their parents money that they're like using to like prop themselves up that people don't underget that
1: it's all the trust fund kids, man. <laughs> but uh, I guess starting to uh, wrap towards the end of the show, um, I always like to do words of wisdom from the guests of the listeners. And I mean, it can pertain to what we we're talking about. It could be just some random words that you live by. Um, but if there's any words
2: of wisdom that you'd like to bestow on the listeners, what would it be? Uh, my words of wisdom would be uh, please think for yourself and wake the hell up because where we're heading towards in the next few years, it doesn't look. Good. I try to stay positive, but they just announced like today that they're gonna do the um twelve days of like the uh, digital currency that these banks are gonna do. So we're heading down that like social credit system here in the states because China already does it. I don't know how true that is, but we're headed into a very dark, dark path. Uh, I don't know if it links to that, but I was
1: recently seeing some weird videos about uh like liquor stores and different things. I don't know what countries they were in but it was like you had to like scan your ID to even be able to open the case. So that just goes farther into that aspect that they're doing that for alcohol. Like how hard would it be to make it so that people had to scan their IDs to get into certain buildings and you had to be a specific age or of a specific thing in order to get into a building, you know, like the steps are there, the process is there and people are just overlooking it. Mm -hmm. Uh, for anybody that enjoyed the conversation, uh, where, where can they come and find your show at? And, uh, also, I know that you said that you dug into photography a bit and you enjoy doing photography. If uh, anybody was interested in looking into all that kind of stuff, like where are they come and find all your stuff at?
2: Uh, you can guys follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Instagram for now. I may turn that off. We will see at hawk underscore it underscore podcast. And you guys can find my podcast on all podcasting platforms such as Apple, Go- uh, Google Podcast, and Spotify. And if you want to purchase my merchandise, you can buy it on bonfire dot com slash store slash hawk underscore itch underscore podcast. And you guys can go on lens dot com to see the photographer the photos I've taken so far. I really appreciate you uh, making the time to come onto the show today. Uh,
1: we'll definitely have to double back around. You know, like. Seems like we kind of get to a point where we all kind of figure out who we enjoy working with and we start doubling back and you know having some more interesting conversations and building off of what we know. But all around, man, I appreciate you coming on the show today and I'm glad we finally made this work.
2: Well thank you so much for inviting me again.
1: And again, like I always say, man, you're always welcome back on the show whenever you'd like. Thank you. And uh for all the listeners, if you are interested in, in being a guest on the show, I guess not just listeners, but anybody in general, if you're an author, you're a writer, you're another podcaster, whatever. If you're uh, interested in being a guest on the show, um, if you're interested in sponsoring the show in any way, shape, or form, uh, if there's a topic that you really, really want to hear covered on the show, or a guest that you really want to have on the show, or if you feel there's anything at all you can contribute to the show, don't be afraid to shoot me a message. I'm mostly active, like I was saying earlier in the show, on Instagram, but if you want to make it a little bit more professional and you know you want to hit me up through email, uh, of our reality podcast at outlook.com. Uh, also going to be down in the description uh, in case you didn't catch that. And uh, going back to the link tree, man, if anybody wants to come and find Inquiries of Our Reality, the Telegram group, the donations, all that fun stuff, i make it all quick and easy, put it all under one link, lankt period e slash Inquiries of Our Reality podcast. And if you're trying to look into the, the broader spectrum of all the different shows that I do, currently four, but who knows with me there, there could always be more shows on the way you never really fucking know uh if you're just interested in general about all the random things i do uh there's an instagram for it open minds media definitely go check that out i'm sure you heard the cool little snippet in the beginning of the show uh anytime you hear that in the beginning of the show just know that it, more than likely i'm involved in the process of it so go and check that out uh l-a-n-k-t-r period ee slash open underscore minds underscore media and i guess that about does it for me today guys uh, i hope you guys enjoyed the conversation And I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich.